eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 87. And today was Craig Council introductory press conference day. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook. Of course, you can email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Craig Council day officially. Um, I'll go first really quick. I know I was a uh, wet blanket, not loving Craig Council, and I thought Craig Council had a really good day today over at the Cubs offices. I thought he did a really nice job, and part of it is he has a daughter named Finley, and I have a daughter named Finley. So we have common ground now. I, that, I thought Craig won the press conference today. Was that Finley's jersey you had uh, last time, the David Ross yep, jersey? David Ross, you wore Both my daughters wore that jersey. Yeah. Okay, my, uh, well, maybe we got yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe we got to get her a council jersey. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Here's the thing for me is that um, I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't big on the David Ross hiring when Madden got fired. I didn't like the Madden firing. I didn't like the Ross hiring. Um, so this kind of brings me back to Joe Madden and and kind of the excitement I felt when Joe Madden got hired, I would say the difference is Joe Madden is a hundred percent Hollywood. He was born for press conferences where I think, you know, it's interesting when I was watching and I went through this press conference a couple of times, uh, uh, you know, with Craig council, just, he's very methodical. He takes his time when he's thinking and, and, and you can just kind of see that he's kind of always kind of, you know, it's always going in the head and it may not be as entertaining as Joe Madden was, but I think that there was a lot to take away from the news conference. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of really good points and just a couple of them. I know we're going to go over some clips, just, just a couple of them that stood out to me that I want to share with you and get your reaction. It feels close. It's my job to be part of taking us to the next level. And that is the plan. There is momentum happening here. Those are some of the key takeaways that I wrote down, Crowley. Absolutely. And, and you know, he, he does have his homework to do, but, but here are some things that people know about around baseball. Number one, the Cubs have a lot of play, payroll flexibility, okay, especially with the opt-out by Marcus Stroman. They're going to have to fill that hole somehow, but they do have a lot of payroll flexibility. They have a good core that we've talked about with, with Nico and Saya and Ian 
um, guys like Dansby, of course, Dansby right? Swanson, mm-hmm. all you have a core there and everyone in baseball knows that they're, you know, most places have the Cubs ranked between two and six when you talk about farm systems. So they have a lot going for them. So it's not like a job that he's taking where it's like, Oh God, where are we starting from? You know, how, where, do, what, where to begin? There's a lot that you have to work with. You have a lot of trade chips. You have a lot of players ready to bubble up right through the minor league system. So I think it is an exciting time. And you're talking about a guy with Craig Council who always had players taken away from him. Every time it seemed like, I mean, I think the thing that really bothered him was when they were in that pennant chase and they traded Josh Hader, traded the closer of the team um, when they're trying to, when they're trying to make a run for it. I mean, what does that tell you about management's commitment to winning? Yeah. Great, great point. Great, great point. Um, Crowley, I know we've got some clips that you want to share uh, with our listeners, uh, some of the stuff that they may not have seen, but some stuff that we've decided that we want to uh, share with the audience that we want to give our opinions on. Uh, yeah, and and so, you know, as, as they do, they, they come out and uh, Council's wearing a suit and everybody's looking nice and they do the, the, the little show where he gets to put on the jersey. And I got to tell you, Dustin, he looked mighty good in cubby blue. He looked annoying in that Brewers colors, but something about putting on a Cubs jersey, I think just makes you naturally more handsome. Um, well, and he also said it, it's a good, it's, it's time to be a cub. He exactly. made that comment. I, I almost feel like that's going to be like the sales pitch that he and, and Jed are going to have. Like now is the time. Now is the time to come to Wrigley field and be part of Cubs. And I truly think that he does have that Midwesterner in him. And, and, and sometimes you have to know, I, I don't think he would have been successful in New York. I think, the way that the New York media is and, you know, the, the stories they put on the back pages of the sports and everything, you know, the Craig Tober is flop Tober or something where they just like big size 48 font. Like it's, it's just like, I think this is just more, we know the beat writers we've talked to him. It's just a different vibe than in New York. And I think that that really made a difference with him. And so the fact that he's able to come to a place willing to spend that has resources and, and keeps those Midwestern roots I think that was just a total no doubter for him. Right. And that's the one thing that's a little bit um, questionable is he was able to do this in a smaller market with a smaller payroll. So then the obvious is, oh, well, if he has many more tools, then he should be even more successful. Maybe not always the case. Maybe a little easier to operate in that smaller bubble. So we'll see how much the bright lights in the big city and Craig Council go together. I hope I hope it's a match. I hope it's a match made in heaven. But we're going to have to see. That is something that has to be under consideration. I think it's a guy that um, if you want to talk about, you know, the weakest aspect of a manager, I think it really probably is media and press conferences. I have absolutely no fear in his baseball decision-making, his roster decision-making. I have none of that. And so I, I think that this is going to be, he, he's been a major league player for many, many years, a successful yep. major leaguer. I don't think the bright lights are going to bother him too much. And I don't think he's going to be, you know, it's, I think it's going to be an adjustment when he first goes to Cubs con and people are trying to get selfies and it right. gets to that craziness. But I think once the, the swing of the season gets around, I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to a clip, Crowley. Right. So uh, like we said, it, we got, uh, he comes in, he puts on the, um, Puts on the suit, the, the, the Cubs jersey on here. And so right now, let's see what he has to say here. Here's how he comes in and he gives a little speech. 
You walk into, you know, Wrigley today, um, the first day as a Cub, and it, it already starts to mean something. Uh, you walk into the history, um, you walk into the energy, uh, you walk into a place that, like, you already know it demands your best. And that feeling is, is just a feeling that, that I need to have and I love to have, and I, I love that to be a part of, like, my daily life. And so it, that that feeling exists right now is, is, is really, really special for me um, and makes me so, so excited. It really does. Um, it's been an emotional week, like, no bones about it. Uh, much harder than I imagined. Um, just the speed at which this happened and um, 17 years of relationships, you know, that all just, that hits you hard. Um, truthfully, that hits you really hard. The Brewers have meant a lot to me. Um, I have great relationships there. The relationships I have there are the relationships that I am going to try with all of me to build in Chicago. They're what's important about this game. The connection to the people. Really, you know, Dustin, a couple things there that, that stood out to me is when he talked about the energy. And this is a guy that for as many years as he has been with Milwaukee, think about Wrigley North and being in your home ballpark and hearing the fans take over. To me, you know, he understands the energy and the vibe that kind of come with being a Cub. Absolutely. And the big time that is Wrigley Field and what it means you know, to the game of baseball, to the city of Chicago, specifically the north side of Chicago and the, and the impact, and that this is a big-time gig, and you need to be ready to meet that big-time gig and have big-time expectations. And, and, and the other thing, though, is, that he talked about is the speed at which this happened. Oh, he boy. had no clue that he was I'm even possibly going to be a Chicago Cub on November 1st. Nope. And now here we are two weeks later and he is going to be, you know what I mean? Like, you know, remember when Wilson Contreras was talking about the Cardinals and he imagined himself, he never, you know, this was not even in his realm that this could be a possibility. So I think it is probably overwhelming. And, and for someone like Craig, you know, something that it, it's going to be, get better with time, but it is still probably very shocking to him. Not something I think he had at all on his radar. Yeah, it's uh I, I just can't say enough, Crawley. I, I was, I was actually, I was just blown away by this guy today. He, he really, he got it. I, I, there was, there was only one or two little things that I, eh, but otherwise, boy, he, he really hit it out of the park. I thought, yeah, is what makes this thing go. Um, it's the connection to the staff. It's the connection to the players. It's the connection to the fans, and that is the challenge I have ahead of me. It's a big one. It takes time, um, but it's the one that I have to get right. I'm sitting up here. I'm a little scared. Um, I'm sitting up here. You're a little uncomfortable, but that's how you get to a better place, um, and that's how you push yourself as a person to a better place, I think, and that's how you create new relationships that are just more impactful. Um, and through, through this process, that has already happened, and, and and that's another thing that just tells you this is this is right, man. This is the right this is the right thing going on here, and this is something that's really special. 
I like the fact of, of making yourself uncomfortable. You could just sit, he could have sat in Milwaukee for the rest of his career, but he took a risk. And yep. that, that to me says something, Dustin. He was looking for a new challenge. He, he was, he, he needed something new. He needed to get those juices going again, if you will. So yeah, absolutely. I love that about him. That's, um, that's been a big part of this for me. Um, from a baseball standpoint, you know, I think I saw quickly that like the organization is, is just in great health and like that Jed presented a very compelling vision of that. Um, it is time to be a cub, right? There is, there is momentum happening here. Um, and it feels close. And, and that means there's a really exciting future ahead of us. Um, and now it's my job to, to be part of taking us to, taking us to the next level. Um, and that's the plan, you know. I mean, right there, Crowley. I mean, the, the last 20 seconds, if that doesn't get you just so pumped as a Cub fan, and then nothing will. Check your pulse. I think that David Ross, you know, was learning on the job. But for the here and the now, what he's talking about is taking you to that next level. Same as Ricky Renteria when we talk about Joe Madden. I don't think Ricky Renteria could have done the job Joe Madden did in 2015, 2016. I don't think David Ross could do the job that Craig Council will be able to do in 2024 and for the next few years. I'm really excited about this. I, I don't know if I have the answer. That I, I don't know if I'm good enough to like get that right all the time. I think... You know, the biggest thing people have to do is we have to figure out, like, you got to have the courage to be yourself. And I think identifying that in people is, is probably the first thing. There's a selflessness to winning um, that's important. There's, you know, can you see the bigger picture? And then, you know, the, the, the bond that in sports that teammates create is the most powerful things that sports has going. And let kind of, you're not, that's a bad word, but making sure that you understand how important that word is teammate um i think goes a long way to, to producing uh winners that was in response to bruce levine's question we're gonna have bruce on in the next segment but that was bruce asking about what makes what's, what's made him a winner and i i thought of you dustin when he said selflessness whatever is best for the team you know what i mean well, you're looking for those types of players, and those types of players have probably excelled, and those are the types of players that bought into Craig Council's message there. The, the question becomes, when you're potentially going after Shohei Otani, when you might trade for Juan Soto, if Cody Bellinger has a $250 million contract, does that change the player? Is that player still a good clubhouse guy is that player still a good teammate is that player still doing all the little things they need to do to help your team win or are they satisfied with kind of generational wealth now one of the things that that he that he was asked was you know what stood out to you about the 2023 cubs so this is from a different manager's perspective i guess yeah so i mean the 2023 cubs team um you know, had a good season. There's a core to that team. There's an eight, it's 83 wins. Um. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Um, and that means that there's things that are close, right? Um, you know, what's, what you have to be careful about is that last year does not, not indicate this year. And I think teams are different. Um, the, the, you know, I've used this analogy for a long time, but it's, there's a soup made. And it, you know, it can be the same players, but it's going to taste a little different next year when grandma makes it, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's always a little different, and you have to create a new dynamic every single year, um, no matter what's going on. Um, and so there'll be players that have had wonderful years last year that are not so much, and, then, and vice versa. Um, but there's a solid core and a solid foundation, and that, you know, speaks to the health, I think, of the organization, um, and that speaks to a bright future. Grandma's soup. There's an obvious shirt for you. Um, yeah, I, I love that analogy because I laughed and, you know, it gets, you get emotional about it, but it's been several years now. My grandmother has not been around and, uh, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, always by them. And, uh, she would have her uh, highball and her apron on and always smoking a cigarette. And like the couple years after she was no longer there, I used to think, I used to say that the gravy the gravy for the potatoes of the turkey just wasn't the same. Something was missing and it might gross people out, but it was like almost like, you know, like that she had like accidentally ashed in the gravy while she was stirring it, you know, sipping her highball and that wasn't there. So that's what I think of when I hear that analogy. When I, when I, when I saw it, it, it it's, you know, even when you think about the 2017 Cubs, there's going to be differences. It's not the same team as the 2016 Cubs. It's the 2017 Cubs. And so maybe a guy that had a good year regresses a little bit. Maybe there's a guy that's going to outperform what he did last year. You don't know. But whatever it is, you got to make those ingredients work. And that's really what, what job is, you know, what Craig's job is going to be. Um, uh, the question is, is, you know, Jed has talked about, he really didn't know Craig Council much other than him being obviously an opposing manager. But, you know, what did Jed sell uh, Craig on with the Cubs? So truthfully, Dead, Jed's vision was really just of kind of, the, to me, the health of what we look like going forward. Um, and this, this process was, was fast. I, I don't know that I didn't, I've joked with Carter already that um, I don't know much about the Cubs. And, but I believed in how Jed sold the vision, absolutely. Um, and that was impactful to me. Um, and, you know, I know enough about city, 
the franchise, um, the history, um, the, uh, just baseball in general, that I, I know how it works, you know? And, and so the vision that he presented of kind of excitement and where, where the franchise is at kind of in, 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 on a big picture level, um, you know, we, we've still got to get a lot of decisions right. You know, you got to get a lot right still, <laughs> but but uh, it, it's it's a really healthy place to start. Yeah. The you know, you got to make the right decision. So I mean, Craig knows what he's talking about, and and remember, he was a front office guy before he was a manager. Right. Right. So they're, they're going to have a really interesting um, dynamic, Craig, Jed, and Carter. I mean, that's going to be a really interesting. Um, meeting room, group text, you know, and, and the follow-up, what I would have loved is, okay, you mentioned that our, there are questions that we have to get right. Can you get a little bit more specific? What is the biggest question about this Cubs roster right now, right? I'd, I'd love to know his opinion of where the gaping hole is, if you will. Right. And, and you know, that, like I said, I think he's just going to be a valuable guy. I, I not, Again, nobody nobody's trying to diminish what Rossi does. I just think this is a generational managerial talent. And so I think that he just can do so much. And he talks a little bit about that. Um, the next question was about the reaction to the Cubs being interested in him and what the first conversations were like. The Cubs had a manager. And, and that, you know, really makes you not think about him. Um, you know, uh, the, the process, my process dragged on slowly, really. Um, and then, um, you know, Jed phoned me on what, November 1st, and um, we agreed to meet. Um, and it was a, you know, again, it was really Jed's vision here that sold me. Um, you know, it's it was a feeling, the meeting was, we were just feeling each other out, to be honest with you. Like... You know, I've never really met Judd, didn't know a ton about him, just kind of the, you know, that he's the Cubs, runs the Cubs. So it's a little bit, it was a little <laughs> bit of like feeling each other out as much as anything, I guess. Probably is the best way to say it. You're not really laying everything on the table in a conversation like that. You're feeling each other out. Um, but, you know, at some point, you know, it it was it was a long conversation and, and Honestly, Jed was aggressive in that conversation. Yeah. Let me let me just say something is that I heard plenty of people always talk about Jed as, oh, he's Theo's coffee boy. He's the one that gets Theo coffee. Undo you know what I mean? Because you'd go into these press conferences and it would be Theo or Theo who'd be the one to speak and Jed yeah. would be the one holding the, the jersey to put on and that would be his job. Right. They were calling him like the potted plant. This is is is, is Jed planting his flag. And I think yes. that if, yes, if this is good point. If this is as successful as we hope it is, this is going to be the moment that that Jed doesn't just become Theo's Robin to to, to Theo's Batman. This well, is, he may get he if this all works out, Crowley, and I'm serious. You know, he might get the statue before before Theo. <laughs> It'd okay? be interesting because he be was part he was he was part of that, and then and then, you know, Theo took off, didn't want to deal with it, and you know. Jed is is steering this in the right direction, at the very least. Absolutely. And so, you know, someone asked him again, what makes him a winning manager? This is about him as a manager. This is what he had to say. Yeah. Again, I I don't won't tell you I completely know the answer to that question. Um, but 
like my, my responsibility, I always think, is just is a couple things. Um, I have to be prepared. Uh, that's first. Um, I have to have the courage to be myself. Uh, because when you put yourself out here in these situations, like you mess up, you have flaws, you're not going to be perfect. People have to, people, sh that's okay. Um, and then I, I have to connect with people. And, and because that brings out the best in them. And that's, I think that's specifically players um, to put them in a position to succeed and put them in the best place to succeed, um, you know, mentally and as teammates. So those are the three things that I, you know, ask of myself um, and try to do. Um, and then, and then you just, there's some let the chips where they fall uh, that, that you have to be okay with. Um, so I would say those are the three things. The thing that, that if you listen to the last Fly the W podcast, I had Tim Dillard on who was a teammate of uh, councils and does the pre and post game shows for Bally, Wisconsin. The first thing that he told, that he said, when I said, well, what are Cub fans have to be excited about when it comes to Craig Council? And he said, no one will be more prepared than Craig Council. Yeah. And I feel I, that, I don't doubt I don't doubt that I don't doubt that at all. I feel that there is no situation that he is not prepared for on that diamond. And and I think that when we talked about David Ross, I think he created a great culture. I think he created a culture of accountability. I think he did a lot. Like my issue sometimes was with some of the game decisions, and they're not always going to be right. They're not. He's going to be wrong sometimes. It's what what, what Joe Madden called outcome bias. But it's it, it, just because the outcome didn't turn out the way you wanted it to didn't mean it wasn't the right decision. It just, you know, you may have put a pitcher in and the right and the pitch wasn't executed, you know? So all of these are things that you kind of look at. Um, the next question uh, talks about the timeline of events that have happened. Let me get that going. Yeah. Uh, so we, Jed, I didn't pick up his call. Um, <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, that's what, that's what first happened, I guess. Um, uh, I called him back, um, and he indicated that um, you know the Cubs had some had, Cubs had interest. Um, kind of discussed you know some some generalities of what was going on, just like my schedule and things like that. And um, you know, I, I suggested that we because I was just I was interested, but but cautious. I guess is probably the best way to say it. Um, and then, but I was interested, and um, so I suggested we get together that day because I had scheduled. I, had some, I was going to New York the next day, um, and, and the time my process was getting pretty fast. Um, so then we we got together later that day. Yeah, it, it's different for sure. Um, so 162 games. Dustin, really quick. I mean, he was literally going to New York the next day. Speed dating, Crowley. Speed dating for Craig Council. I, I messaged our friend Tony Andraki after this press conference because I listened to Molly and Hall every morning, religiously, in the pick six, and you were asking about uh, the question you wanted to ask about postseason baseball. Yep. And so Tony asked it in a way that I thought was very diplomatic. Yep. Um, and, and, and this was Craig's response. The closest one to a him, marathon. Yep. And, um, there are, our game, I think is rewarded uh, and decisions you make is, are rewarded kind of over the marathon. Um, and players frankly are rewarded over the marathon. Um, in short playoff series, um, 
you're, you're, we have luck in our game, um, and we have just fortune in our game, and we have, and and you're, those, you don't, you know, you don't control everything in really short stints in this. You control less in really short stints in this game, um, so it causes or it forces aggressiveness on managers, I think, um, and. I think the the best thing that you know you just have the mindset you have to take into a into playoffs is one of aggressiveness, um, and um, you still have to trust your players, and you still have to go with um, you know you have to be willing to trust your players and trust your great players, um, but but with an aggressive mindset. Really, you know when, when after the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, Theo Epstein was named the most influential person in the world over the Pope. And Theo was asked about this and Theo said, I don't know how influential I am. I can't even get the dog to listen to me. And what Theo said was, is that again, if, if Ben Zobrist, if that ball was a couple inches closer to the third baseman and let's say the Cubs lose that, is he now the mo not the most influential person in the world? That's baseball. And in playoff baseball, inches things can happen that just over 162 games you say oh well you know sometimes you're going to get the call sometimes you're not sometimes you're going to get the bounce sometimes you won't so there there is all going to even out over 162 that doesn't happen over three games or five games or seven games everything is magnified times a thousand and as i've always said with this criticism about craig they're, they're really i've never sat there and been like oh my god that mistake just cost them the postseason nothing it just ended up not being their time. There was a rookie outfielder, I remember, he just missed a ball under his glove. I mean, the, the kid played fine, and then he just made one bad play. And, and that one bad, again, Seiya Suzuki played, you know, how many great catches did Seiya Suzuki have over 162 in, in, in 2024? We remember that one that he stole um, against the White Sox. But you know what everyone's going to remember? The one that he dropped. Right. And if, if it wasn't for that, I mean, we might be having a completely different conversation. I mean, season two, episode 87 might have been uh, which Japanese relief pitcher will look best in Cubby Blue instead of Greg Council as the manager. Right. And you talk about one instant, one bit of luck, one one fluke thing can change everything. It can change the course of everything. But he does have to own Crowley. He has to own that he's seven and 12 in the postseason. He has to own that he's never won a National League pennant. He has to own that there is no such thing as Craig Tober. There may be Craig Tember, but there's no such thing as Craig Tober yet, and he's here to change that, not only for himself, but for the Cubs moving forward. Now, he was asked a little bit about talking to the players, and he ha he said he hasn't really done that so far. Um, yeah, he kind of took a, he kind of pointed a thumb, like he almost like I've done it a little, but not quite enough yet. Right. And I think he is trying to get a feel for everything because this happened so quickly. And, you know, he talked a lot about David Ross and the comments about David Ross and, and just the type of person David Ross is. And this is why I, again, I, I hate that David Ross was a manager just because when it comes to the firing, it's like, I want people to understand how much I appreciate David Ross, the player, and how much I appreciate David Ross, the person. And to a degree, David Ross, the manager, was fine for where the Cubs were when they had him. It, it kills me that he, has to, he had to get fired. But at the same time, I think that this is the right move. And I think, to me, this press conference, to me, 
solidified my belief that this was going to be um, something that's going to, that all Cub fans are going to, like yourself, are going to be excited about. Crowley, it's been a great time going over what uh, Craig Council said. I really look forward to seeing more, hearing more from Craig. And of course, now the next step is free agency. Who, who are the Cubs going to buy? Who are the Cubs going to trade? We're about to have a great conversation with uh, Bruce Levine, but we want to remind you to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 Twitter. Instagram, of course, it's on Facebook, and email Crowley and I at flythew670 at gmail.com. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.